Charles. How's it going, man? Yeah, I can hear you. Good deal. Hey, my bad on the intro. I'm not sure what's going on. Usually, I have you a nice special intro with your name and your picture, and it is just not showing up. I'm not sure. The processing thing just kept spinning, so apologies on that, man. No worries at all. No worries. Great to have you today. Welcome you to the show. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, look forward. I've been looking forward to talking with you for probably a couple months now, um, when you first caught my interest, at least. Uh, so you got a pretty extensive resume, especially as a special teams returner. Uh, but man, really, I, what I wanted to do initially was talk some XFL and get you in here afterwards. But I think I, you know, I just would rather you be in on the conversation if if you're down for that. You know? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. So before we get started talking about you, let's talk about one XFL piece. Uh, so they recently had their assistant coaches go to seasonal. Uh, some people think that's bad. Personally, I think that's just a way to cut some cost, and, and, it, and it makes sense seeing as the, the season isn't going year round. I uh, just wanted to share that with the people that are listening at home. You can research that more here. I got a tweet right here from James Larson. That's where I first saw it. Uh, share my screen. So the source is, according to James Larson, the XFL is moving their assistant coaches to seasonal roles as opposed to full-time, expecting to see some personnel turnover. <clears throat> I figured that was going to happen either way. This isn't too big of news, but just wanted to share this update with everybody before we get started on uh, talking about Charles. Charles, in terms of you, man, what, what do you think as an athlete? Do you think this is a bad thing or a good thing? Uh, I think it's actually probably it, – it's probably – was best for like the business, you know, more, for it probably sure. doesn't look on the, like the, I guess the, the more of the football side, but business wise, like it, it's probably, like you said, cut some costs and help them save some money in the long run. So I think that's probably, honestly, it, it probably, it sucks obviously for like the coaches and stuff like that. People are like losing jobs and now they're becoming seasonal, but at the same time, like, I guess for like a overall as the league, I guess that gives you some, I guess some hope that they're looking to cut, like cut some costs so they can save some money for like the long run. So, yeah. Yes, sir. Agreed in that testament a hundred percent. I think they know they have their key components of those teams, whether it be coordinators or coaches. So they're not too concerned about the, the extras because they know that there's plenty of people willing to come work and, and, and assist in yeah. the professional league. So yes, yeah, agreed. So, man, let's get started talking about you, if that's cool. I really, like I said, I don't have many XFL updates. There's not much going on in the world of XFL. Uh, so, I seen you were you played last year for the Frisco Fighters. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. In your time there, I mean, you were the special teams player of the year, most importantly. You had 1,143 kickoff returning yards. Yes, sir. Absolutely, yes. And then seven touchdowns on top of that. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. It was a great season. Awesome. Yeah, man. You had a great season. And I watched some of your highlights. And like I said, I've been watching for a couple months. And, and I, I could see what you're capable of. You're very, very, very fast and agile. Um, doing some research on you, i seen that you were a former uh, All-State track athlete. Yeah. In high school. In high school, yeah. In high school. I, did, I ran track. Um 
from freshman to senior year. I started taking it serious probably my sophomore year, though. Gotcha. Yeah, around, yeah. but I, did, I, I ran track like my whole high school career. I ran track my whole life, honestly, but I started really starting to take it serious in high school. What was your fastest time? I mean, what and what distances were you running that you actually got qualified for All-State? So um, I ran, like, all the short events. So in Pennsylvania, so I'm from Pennsylvania, so I'm from Philadelphia. So in Philadelphia, up north, they have indoor track as well. So I did indoor and outdoor. So um, I qualified for the 60 and the 100 individually. And then uh, my team, we qualified for uh, the 4 by one relay and the 4 by 2 so the 60 and the 4 by 2 were indoor All-State, and then the 100 and the 4 by one were outdoor All-State. So those all counted like towards like me getting All-State. But only two of those were individual. The other two were like relay, relays. So Understood. Understood. So in terms of like it, it, when you went to college, you could have been a track athlete as well is what I'm hearing. I thought about going to track. I actually I, – I got some offers for track actually to go to uh, college, but just with the – just the situation with going like playing pro or like running pro or going professional for track, it was more opportunities with football. Like you can't just really the only way to really like, I guess, make money in track is really going to the Olympics and winning. Like not even just going, like going to the Olympics is not enough to really make come on. You have to actually like place like pretty good. And this is not as many leagues and stuff, you know? So I was real. And then I really loved football more. I kind of just started track in the beginning because it helped me for football. And then I didn't really start falling in love with it. I started falling in love with it. That was the problem. Like I didn't go into it playing it because I loved it. I mean, well, running because I loved it. I just did it because, like, I knew it would help me for football. And then as the, like, years went on and, like, enjoying the meets, enjoying traveling, like, I just started, like, falling in love with the sport. But then once I realized some schools were going to let me do both, but some schools weren't, and the school I ended up choosing to go to out of college – wasn't so I just kind of I was okay giving it up I still miss it sometimes but like I was like I said I was I was okay giving it up so yeah understood understood yeah I mean that testament right there I think is is held by a lot of athletes they go play track just to stay in shape keep going and get better for your football or baseball or whatever I know me being a coach prior that was something you always encourage kids like some kind of spring sport it didn't matter if it was baseball just stay busy so I can see where that that comes from so let's hear about you a little bit more on your background, man. I mean, you said you're from Philly. Uh, I know there's some great athletes that come out of that area. So, I mean, I'm not really surprised when you told me that, that at that point. I mean, what what age did you start playing football? When did you become interested in, in taking it to the pro level? I mean, basically anything that you feel is relevant in your background, I mean, feel free to share. Um, I started when I was really young. So I started probably – in a, like first or second grade, I started playing. Um, but like back in the day, like they had flag, but my first time playing football was actually like tackle. Like nowadays, a lot of kids will play flag until like third or fourth, sometimes even fifth grade until they start, until they'll start playing tackle. I started playing tackle when I was young. That's where I really started at playing tackle uh, for Oakland Wildcats. Started there. I played there for about, um, I played there all the way up until seventh grade, and then I end up going and playing uh, middle school ball. I guess you could say middle school ball for a, a Catholic league. I forgot the league was called. I can't remember. What the, oh, CYO, CYO league. I played for uh, IHM Steelers. Played for there for two years, and I, I did that up all until until high school. So that's where kind of I started started playing um, 
Pop Warner, which you know everybody knows Pop Warner. I played Pop Warner yep. for podcasts, and then I, that's when I went to middle school ball. So um, I played Pop Warner probably for my first um, five, six years of football, and then went to middle school ball and then to high school. So that's kind of how it started with me. So you you have some experience playing. You've been playing for quite a while. Yeah, I've been playing my whole life. That's why it's kind of – it's crazy, like, just to think, like, now, how old I am now. I've been playing for a long time. That's, like, you know how a lot of athletes, like, that's just – like that's all they really know, you know. That's what I've been doing, school and football, like, since I was – since I can remember, you know. So. Yes, sir. Understood. Now, tell me about your college career. I know Researching you, I saw you went to a couple different schools, and I'm going to let you talk about that, but – I just just getting more information. I mean, um, I saw you ended up going to a D two school. Is that correct? To try to yeah. f- further your opportunities. Now, I want to say too before we get started, I did read the interview you did with uh, James Larson. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, w- I want to credit him here for some of this information that I'm using, and I'll make sure to include that in in the notes of the show and everything. But yeah, that's where I actually got that piece from. Uh, that you know, you switched to to get better opportunities. So, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so I actually, uh, it, you got it right. I was the other way around. So basically, I started coming out from coming leaving high school. I started Division Two at gotcha. a smaller school in PA, called Shippensburg University. I went there, played three. I was there for four and a half years. I registered my first year, coming out of high school. So in the uh, fall of 2016, and then um, I played the next three years. Started the next three years. So I was there, and it's called Shippensburg University. So they got some uh, some known guys that played in the NFL. Uh, John Kuhn went there, Brent Grimes. Those are like the two main guys that you would probably know uh, or heard of. Um, after that, after I graduated from there, um, COVID happened. So basically, you know, during COVID 2020, I was getting ready to graduate. I was like one semester away from graduating, and I was getting ready to go into my last season of playing there before obviously trying to go pro or whatever. Um but COVID happened, and all across the country, they canceled seasons. Like, you know, well, Division One still played, but anything under Division One canceled. I know the FCS did the spring season, but Division Two and Division Three just canceled all the way. So, like, yep. we didn't have a season. So, um, I was actually just trying to figure out what to do next because, like, obviously, I knew I was graduating about six months later in December, and I had another year of eligibility. And I just – I knew, like, more than likely I was going to play another year somewhere, you know, but, like, I didn't know if I wanted to stay there. And get my master's there or go somewhere else. So um, that's around the time when the transfer portal obviously was starting <laughs> to get big. So the transfer portal was big. So I ended up um, hopping in the transfer portal. Once I graduated, I got in the transfer portal. And I looked at some schools, had some, a few offers. Um, I had a few schools that I, I was interested in going to. I ended up choosing to go to SMU in Dallas. That's what kind of got me to where I, I live down here now, full time. Understood. But, yeah, I ended up going – Taking the opportunity to go to SMU in Dallas, Texas, playing there for one year. Um, and that's where I kind of like that's where my base of my college career was. I did pretty good to go back. I, I did pretty good at Shippensburg. Played, I finished I think fifteen career touchdowns there. Um, uh, over 80, 90 catches in my career there. It was pretty oh, wow. good. I didn't do as I didn't I didn't do as much special teams there because I was just because I was like really involved in offense just the, the last three years there. So it was kind of, I did it, I did it more my sophomore year, my first year playing, but then my junior and senior year, I was just strictly on offense, but um, yeah, so it was good there. That was honestly, like I never saw myself leaving there until COVID happened. Like even to this day, if COVID never happened, I would just finished out there, played there and then tried to go pro. But like you said, everything happens for a reason. And um, I got the chance to, to now where even without football, I live in Texas, I live in Dallas. So um, 
Yeah, I did SMU. After SMU, I did my pro day. So obviously that still counts as college. I did my pro day at SMU. But all, we had a lot. We had a couple uh, draft picks that year. So um, we had all 32 scouts at our pro day. So that was pretty cool. Um, got to do that. And then um, just the experience at SMU was great. Just getting to learn from some big-time coaches. Got to play for uh, Sunny Dykes, who's at uh, TCU now. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I just had a good time. Played with some um, big-time players. Um, learned a lot while I was there. Made a lot of connections just because the Dallas area is just so populated and so many people. I guess so many people here. And you could just you can meet so many different people that will help you on and off the field. That's probably, like, I would say, besides the football, the best part about me coming to Texas. Like, I've met so many people that, like, have helped my life already. And it's been, like I said, two years down here just in such a short time. So um, that's how my college career kind of ended right there. With uh, The last thing was basically my pro day. That's kind of – because gotcha. I already graduated at that point. So I just had my pro day. So, yeah, that was the last – Understood. Show. So in terms of pro, I mean, where I've seen you went to the CFL for a little bit. What what, what were the stepping stones among the path after, I guess, post-COVID, correct? Or during yeah. COVID? Yeah, so um, during COVID, I was still at SMU. That was um, – it was different because, you know, the first year is crazy. Between the first year of COVID and the second year of COVID, everything changed. When I was at SMU, it was like towards the end. So they were still um, – they were – if you weren't vaccinated, you had to get um, tested still. But if you were vaccinated, we were, everything was pretty normal for us. My classes were still pretty much online, stuff like that, just because like they were still, you know how it is now. Like everybody, everything's virtual now, even though COVID is still around, but you know it's not as big as it was. But um, that's kind of how that went. And then um, how I got into the, like the pro and got the CFL was basically it. my pro day went well. I did pretty, I actually ran pretty good. Ran four four two in my pro day. Jumped uh, 39 and a half, which was pretty good. Ran, oh, wow. good route, yep. ran good routes at Pro Day. Talked to some of the, uh, the teams, but obviously just not playing them as much at SMU kind of hurt me. So um, it's crazy. I went home for the draft just to see my family just because I, I, I just I haven't been home. I had been home in a while. So I went home, saw my family, and um, the GM from Saskatchewan reached out to me, which was pretty cool. So um, they reached out to me. They had a camp. It was crazy. I was probably in Philly for a week and um, they were having a camp the day after I got back. So it was funny. I ended up getting back to Dallas and going to the camp the next day and um, did pretty good at the camp, ran re- ran really well at the camp, did good in one-on-ones, met the coaches. I already had a passport because I traveled, me and my family, we traveled a lot. So that was a good sign. So um, they signed me on the spot, like literally like two hours after the camp. I was on my way home from the camp and – they had signed me and I was in Canada two days later. So that was pretty cool. It kind of happened real fast, but yeah, that was, that was probably my, well, that was my first pro experience. Like, so March 20, March, 2021, March, 2021 or 2022, I'm sorry, 2022. And then I was in Canada two months later in May. So um, quick turnaround from college. And um, that was pretty cool. Real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Whole different world that way. Correct. Yeah, it was it was real fast just because, like I said, I had just got back off a plane from going home to see my family, and then two to night, two days late. Well, the next day I'm technically packing, and then two days later, that Sunday I'm flying to Canada. So and I was in the, <laughs> I was flying all day. So that was um crazy experience, which is pretty cool because I got to go to Canada, experience that, and um 
yeah, that was that was that was like my first, I guess, time being a pro and like seeing how like the business works and seeing how everything is run and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. So, yeah, so, sounds pretty impactful as an athlete. Uh, I, I mean, I hear your experience, and it must have been very, very exciting. It was, it was, it was definitely. Like I said, it was definitely, it was very, it was, it was a cool experience. Something I obviously I'll never forget, and it was obviously a blessing because not everybody gets the chance to do that. But um, like I said, it was really cool. It just happened so quick, which I think honestly kind of made it better. Like I didn't know it was coming, so that's kind of why it was pretty cool, you know. Like yeah, literally two yeah. days before that, I was like I said, I was just hanging out at home, watching the draft, just watching some of my friends get picked up, and just you know, just mind my business. And <laughs> three days later, <laughs> I would never guess that, you know. So. After your time in Canada, I mean, how long were you there? And then I guess what brought you back this way? And then what led you to Frisco Fighters? It's great. I wasn't really out there that long. I was only out there two, two and a half weeks, maybe. Um, so I went out there for training camp, obviously. Um, they, I'm not sure if you're too familiar with the CFL. Like, do you follow it at all, like, like much? I do, but I don't keep up with it fully just because I do this. You know? yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I keep up with it some. No, I feel you. Um, so basically, they kind of went like on a little strike last year, whenever 2022, and I got released the day before that. That I wouldn't gotcha. say that I got released, but um, obviously, um, they have a, a ratio, some amount of players they can have. There's a lot of returning players coming back, so they kind of released me um, the day before the strike happened. So even when I left, they still weren't practicing for like another week or two after that. So like, when I left, it wasn't like I was really missing anything. Obviously, that's not. Obviously, I didn't want to leave. But um, yeah. So that was that was kind of that. Um, it was uh, it kind of happened quick. But um, after that, I kind of went home. It was my first pro experience. So I wasn't. I was upset, but at the same time, like I said, I was fresh out of college. I was just learning the process, just trying to figure out like how the business worked and like how, basically, how like I was gonna go with my next steps. So after that. Um, I started training again, started training. Nothing really came until later on that year. Um, I was getting ready for the exit. I was doing some XFL workouts, getting some interest for some XFL teams. And um, after that, Frisco, I knew a couple other players that had just signed. And I went to the camp and just was hanging out. I didn't even work out at the camp, actually. And the next camp, the coach told me to came, um, come back. And they just told me to come to the camp and stuff. I came back, went to the camp. I didn't run it the um, the 40th that camp because they already had seen my numbers from other camps and seen my film. So they, they just kind of wanted me to come and just, just uh, move around a little bit more just so they could see me in person. And um, they didn't sign me on the spot, but they, they told me I was on the team because it runs a little different in the IFL. So um, they basically told me that um, I was on the team and just they sent me a contract probably a couple days later after that. So, um, yeah, that was my second experience. And then that's what kind of got me to today. Um, that was in December. I did the camp, and then, yeah, and then the season was March to about August. So, yeah, that's what kind of got me to now. Just the whole this whole year has been on Frisco, basically from from January to now. I've just been with Frisco, and then now I'm just getting ready for my next opportunity. In terms of opportunity, are you are you looking for anything specific? Or are you just you just kind of uh, you know working your way up and trying to get as much experience as possible? Yeah, I would, that's what I would. That's what I would say. I'm looking for just as much experience as I can get, get some film. Obviously, um, I definitely don't want to sit out a year. You know, I, um, just what I've learned, like I said, just from going to Canada to now, just what I've learned is 
getting film is the best thing possible. And sitting out of here kind of so I'm definitely gonna play again this year. Obviously the goal is to be back outdoors. But um I would say I would I would I'm definitely interested in going back to Frisco if if, if I if I can't get back outdoors. So that would, that's probably the goal right now. Um obviously I'm looking at all the leagues outdoors, CFL, XFL, USFL, all those leagues, stuff like that, just to make the next step in stone to get to the obviously the bigger goal. So um yeah, right now I'm just interested in those three leagues. Obviously uh, I've I've been getting a little bit of interest from all of the leagues a little bit just from different teams and stuff. But uh, obviously it's still early. Like I said, I just finished the season not even two months ago. So right now I'm just obviously training, just yep. staying ready. That's that's really all I can really do is just train and stay ready, you know, and just let everything else handle itself. Understood. Do you have uh, like people tra- helping you train or do you train in the facility anywhere? Yeah, I do a little bit of uh, both now. So, um, I still train where I did my pre-draft at in uh, Fort Worth. Uh, it's called APEC. I don't know if you're too familiar with that. Pat Mahomes uh, trains there. Uh, Jalen Hurts trained there for a little bit. Some other, some other guys. Um, but I trained there in the offseason, so I, I've actually I worked with them a little bit. Well, not Pat. I mean, not Jalen. But I got a chance uh, when I was coming out of college to um, throw with Pat and the Chiefs a little bit, uh, me and some other uh, teammates got a chance to work with them. So that's where I train at in the off season. I train there now still. I go there probably two, two three times a week. I also train on my own, just go to the field nearby here. Yep. And then I, a lot of, I'm always, I'm on the field every day. Cause I'm, I, I coach too. So basically I'm always around the game, which, which is great, which is probably the best part about like what I do outside of the football or outside of playing is I coach. So, um, I'm on the field every single day. Like it's not a day of the week where, I'm either working out for myself or I'm training the kid or I'm coaching the game because I coach uh, flag football for third graders. So I'm either, like I said, coaching, working out myself or, uh, or doing like a private session. So that sometime all three in one day. So um, <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, everything, but like, like I said, it's crazy. Like both of my jobs, even during the season with football, I played, had practice. And as a practice, I would go coach kids after school. So basically like all my jobs are rolling around football right now, which is crazy. So yeah. <laughs> Breathe, sleep and eat football. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. Sounds like a good life, my friend. <laughs> it is great. It's great. It's sometimes, sometimes I try to get a little break. Cause I was just crazy. I'll, I'll, I'll go coach. I'll go train. I'll come home. I'll eat. And then I'll watch football. So it's like <laughs> sometimes I need it. Sometimes it's good to like get a little, little break. I know after the season I did, I did take a little bit of time off, not from coaching, because like obviously that was, I was still in coaching, but from this train, I took probably like a week or two off, and I actually got back into it probably a little too soon, just because, like you said, this is my first time in my career playing 18. We played 17 games, and if we'd made the championship, we'd have played 18. So that was the first time in my career where I played so many games. I'm used to college where you play 10, maybe 12, you go to championship, or even middle school, high school, you play. 10 maybe like I said 12 games so playing 17 games was first time in my career so it was it was I loved it but it was just like you have to stay mentally locked in a lot longer than two and a half months it's like four it's like March it was March to August so half probably six or twelve months so that was that was a tough thing and we did get we had three buys which was cool so but the thing about our team is Frisco we had two of our buys were Within the first four weeks of the season, we played gotcha. a game. We played two games in a row. Then we had a bye. Played two more, and we had another bye. So then we are we got we had about four months left 
and we had one bye in those four weeks. It was the Fourth of July. Yeah, so like, and it was Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was cool. I got to I got to leave the state for Fourth of July and just get, get to get to relax a little bit. But uh, no, nah, it was um, it was it was it was a long season. But uh, I had a couple friends and like a couple coaches tell me I got in got back into it like way too quick. Like, you play seventeen games, you see guys in the NFL, they'll take a month, month and a half off. I it was just hard, like I said, because that's all I do: coach, play, and train. So after two weeks, I was ready to start playing. I mean, like working out again. And I, I realized, like, all right, let me take another two weeks. I take another two weeks off, and then then I slowly start. I'm like, like even now, I'm slowly building my way back into like training, like full go, because you know, seventeen yeah. games is a lot plus camp. You know, so yeah. Yeah, you got to take care of your body, man, or it'll just fall apart. I mean, especially <laughs> as you get older. How old are you right now? 25. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, another five years, bro. Things change. <laughs> I know. What's well, some dirty 30s hit? I, I remember when I was a young man, people told me that, and I just laughed at them. I was always athletic. Yeah. Uh uh-huh, yeah, right. Once 30 hit, bro. Me now. Downhill, man, from there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, bro. I mean, it's good that you keep keep busy, and that's why I was gonna. That's basically where I was leading to is how how active you were staying in your off time. It sounds like you're ready to roll. I mean, yeah. Any day you get the call, man, you're ready to jump on and and take off. Yeah, I'm. I'm like I said, I'm I'm ready to even with like some of the coaches I have talked to that are in season now. With only only people in season are in CFL, so even just talking to some of their teams, like I'm like, hey, I'm ready to come up now. Like I'll come play this season, which is crazy. Just after playing 17 games. And they're like, they still have seven, eight games before playoffs and more. So, um, yeah, I, I have to stay busy. I, I do try to find time like to do stuff like other than just football. It's hard, but like, just the way I am, it's just hard to stay away from the game. Which I know at some point, obviously, I'll have to stop playing. But I could still, like I said, coach. Um, yeah. Well, my degree is in sports management, so I think my whole life I'll be somewhat in sports. You know, so it ain't really, it's not really not. That's really gonna really change for me being around the sport. You know, so that's the biggest thing. And obviously trying to go into coaching at some point. So, like, football is basically what I, what I do all the time. But I do find time to do other stuff sometimes. So. Makes sense, man. Makes sense. And no matter what wing you end up in, there's plenty to do in athletics. You know, if that's really what you want to do. I mean, if you're playing or we're doing anything. Personally, I never thought I'd be doing any media stuff. I used to coach and play and, and do all that myself. Yeah. Like the, the media stuff is pretty enjoyable, you know, as long as you stay on the good end of things and not the right. you know, TMZ type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, let me, let's get on some like player specific stuff. Sure. What's, what's your biggest athletic achievements? And you can just give me one. I mean, the biggest one in your mind, it can be college, high school. I mean, whatever you, you know, just whatever you feel. All right. I'm going to give you three, one from high school, one from college, and then one like, I guess more recent high school, I would say probably um, win the PCL championship, which is the Philadelphia Catholic League. Just in high school, won a championship my senior year. That was pretty good because we lost. We made it to championship every year and just lost. So that was pretty cool. Um, and the other thing in high school, just going all state and just running the state championship in track was pretty cool. College, I would say biggest achievement. I went to two schools. So I'll say Shippensburg. My biggest achievement there was my sophomore year in the classroom, which is my redshirt freshman year. We made it to the uh, NCAA national playoffs. 
we lost in the first round, but it was just cool to get to national playoffs and play like on TV at uh, at a smaller school. And then at SMU, um, I was only there a year, but besides pro day, I would say biggest achievement. I guess not an achievement, but it, but you can call it like biggest moment. Um, I guess playing in some big games, like going in front of, like going from D two, I was playing in front of five, six thousand a game, and then. Going to SMU, I know we had a couple of games. I know we played against Cincy when uh, Desmond Ritter and uh, Sauce Garner were there. Um, we played in front of probably like 50 that game. It was sold out in Cincy. And then playing against CCU was pretty cool. Those are probably my two favorite games when I played at SMU. Um, Try to get there another game that was pretty big that year. Those are probably the two biggest. Those are the two biggest games. And then homecoming at our, at our stadium. Homecoming at our stadium was cool. And then now I would say pro was – Two, the two accomplishments would be your achievements. My first pro contract, which was a Saskatchewan, and then probably this most recent, again, special teams player of the year. It's probably my last achievement. That was probably my – honestly, that one's probably my favorite too. It was most recent, but that's probably my favorite one just because, like, it was a long season and there was a lot that went into it. And just going into the season, I didn't – not that I, I knew I was going to be a returner, but I didn't really see that. I'm not gonna say I didn't see it happening, but it was just, it was just kind of going into the season. I didn't know what to expect. I never played indoors, so I wasn't really knowing what to expect. So that was just pretty cool to like, you know, see all that happen and then get that award was pretty cool. So um, yeah, that was that was probably out of all of them. That I'll probably say that one was the biggest just because like that one came by the most surprise just because like I said, I never played indoor before. Looking for the it was crazy. So yeah. Just got some highlights pulled up of you, man, from doing the return. Like I said, this is from James Larson's article. Guys, if you haven't checked this out, I'll post it so everybody can look and, and get some more information on Charles. Um, yeah, let's go back. I'm going to start it over. I mean, go ahead. Tell us about this, man. What's going through your head when you're doing this? Um, It's crazy. I don't really – like, I kind of – not to say I black out when I play, but it's like I don't really, like – I don't really think too much during the play. I kind of just – not going to say I react, but it's just more like I don't really – I don't really – I think before the play, I think – obviously, the, I visualize – I try to visualize everything the night before. But during the game, like, I just kind of – like, if you – like, that game that you, you see in the IFL is real, real um, fan interactive. Like, the fans are real close. You can talk to fans. But you could ask me anything a fan has said. Like, I don't hear, like – I don't hear anything. Like you, like it's crazy when the ball's in the air. Like I'm getting the return. Like I can hear nothing. Like some people can hear the crowd cheering as they're running into the end zone or catching the ball. I can't hear anything. So it's crazy. I can hear everything afterwards. Like once you get in the end zone and you, you're done in the play, everything's like it's like being on mute. And then all of a sudden, it goes off mute. You can hear everything. So like that's kind of me. Like I don't hear anything. Like there's been times where my coach tried to tell me something at the line, and like I can't hear it just because like once I'm on the field, like I just like my ears are stuck, which is sometimes. A curse because like sometimes you need to hear things that stuff is changing. But um yeah, this season, like I said, I, I what I do is I'm I'm big on like preparing for every part of the game. Like obviously as a receiver, you you would assume I train, I lift, I run and I run routes in the off season and do receiver stuff. But um last year was probably the first year I started doing special team stuff in the off season where I started catching kicks, catching punts, working on that stuff also in the offseason, which obviously the only people that really work on special teams in the offseason are kickers and punters and long snappers. Yep. Yep, yep. So I kind of, me and one of my other teammates who actually was a candidate too, 
we kind of switched the approach and just started having days where we worked on strictly special teams. So like, for example, yesterday, um, a punter, I caught like 50, 60 punts from a punter. So just, just, that was my workout for today. Like I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't do any receiver stuff, any running back stuff. I just caught punts just cause like it's so important. And obviously in the indoor is no punt return. So it was a KR return, but at the same time, it's still special teams. So like I do work on a lot of kicks and punts and obviously well as just, as well as just receiver stuff. I just try to make sure like, obviously you can't simulate a kickoff return by yourself on the field when you're catching from kicker, but you can practice fielding the ball. So I do a lot of, I do a lot of that in the offseason, just sim- like simulating catching the ball, catching the field and the punts, because you know, obviously the quickest way to get to the NFL is catching punts. Obviously kickoffs are important too, but punts are a little bit trickier, takes a little bit more confidence. So um, I've been, this offseason so far since my season with Frisco, that's what I've been doing a lot of catching punts a lot, a lot of punts. It's just because like that's going to make me more valuable. Agreed. That's quick, so I've been doing a lot of that. Obviously, the kick, I already had kickoff return film now, <clears throat> but now I'm just focused on catching punts, running routes, and um, just making myself as much as, as, as versatile as I can. Just because that's the best option to stay to get get opportunity. Like the more you can do, um, the better. Which I think indoor does prepare you for that because indoor, I don't know if you know. The active roster is only 22 players. So gotcha. eight on the field at a time, eight, eight on eight. You kind of got it. Like the coach told us before the season started, we can't, even if you're good, we can't keep you if you can only do one thing. Like yeah. If you can strictly do one thing, we can't keep you. You have to be able to do multiple things. So like before the season, they told me, which I already did. I played running back in high school and a little bit in my last school in college. So they told me, hey, like you're going to play receiver, running back, kickoff return. I'm like, that's fine with me. So I got – this season, I had a couple carries. Um, obviously, I had a couple receiving touchdowns and I had kickoffs. So, I had a touchdown. The only thing I didn't have was a passing touchdown. So, I had a rushing touchdown. I had a couple receiving touchdowns and kickoff return. And then they have punt return in IFL, but it's really a field goal miss. So, gotcha. it's really just a kickoff return. But, uh, yeah, um, I've been doing a lot. I've been taking a big pride in, um, big pride in the punts this offseason because that's, that's what I feel like is going to separate me. Uh, even bigger than just like me playing receiver, playing running back. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. And and that's how you get on the radar to get more opportunities down the road. I mean, I think of uh, like I'm a Saints fan, big Saints fan, Rashid Rashid Shahid. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean he he started just catching punts and kickoffs, and now I mean look at him. He he, he was the yeah, he was playing last last week, especially. I mean, he had some great plays off the line. A lot of players, that's how they start. I'm trying to think of a player in the NFL. Like, there's a lot of players in the NFL, even even some of the big-time players. I'm pretty sure Tyreek Hill's first touchdown probably was a return, more than likely. Um, who else? Other big guys. I'm pretty sure a lot of guys start on special teams and just, they, they ball out. And that's how I kind of started with Frisco with me. Like, I was a receiver, but I wasn't starting. Just because, like I said, it's only eight players. And we had they had a returning guy, so I was the kickoff returner. And about after two weeks, or I, the first two games of the season, well, within the first three weeks of the season, I had two returns. So two out of three games. So after that, they're like, all right, like if he can do it on return, obviously like it translates. Like he can do it on offense. So that's what started getting me more touches on offense. And gotcha. towards the end of the season, I'm touching the ball 
10 times a game, I'm having five returns, two carries, three catches. Like, it's to the point where I'm touching the ball a lot. So, like, that was the first time in my career where I was able to, I guess, impact the game so many different ways. Because even when I was at my other two schools, like I said, my first year I returned a lot at Shippensburg, but I didn't get as many catches. The next two years I had a bunch of catches but no returns. SMU I didn't have as much at anything, really. So it was kind of more like, you know, uh, this is the first time I got to – Use all my experience from all the years in one. I got running back, receiver, take over to the all in one, which obviously led to my, my – I would say even though it was a different game indoor, my best season I've had probably in years just because I was able to get, get, that, get that many touches, you know. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, I had some comments here. I, I forget to check the comments some, sometimes, guys. When I start talking, these discussions get good. Uh, <laughs> XFL Mike said, Turpin, I'm guessing he's talking about Cavante. Yeah, probably more than yeah. likely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree, Mike. Yeah, that's another man that got an opportunity and he's taking advantage. Yep. yep. That's the main one. Yep. That's the main I missed the main one. Yep. He actually came to one of our uh one of our games this season too. Cause um he was signed with Frisco in COVID, but he didn't end up playing with them. But um yeah, he was at our game we played. I actually returned to touch on that game. He was at that game. That was pretty cool. Gotcha. Look at you, man. That's awesome. Uh oh, we lost him. Yeah, there he is. There you are. Your your face oh, cut out, but your sound's lost, still there. Lost connection. Hold on one second. There you go. You're good, man. No problem. It happens go. with this stuff sometimes, no yeah. matter what you do. I, uh, uh, it even me, like I said, I, I've done this is the twentieth episode, and I've done an intro video the same time every single time, and then today for yours, it just decided it wasn't going to work. So <laughs> I get it, bro. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, I wanted to mention another comment to Michael Lathrop from player 54 podcast. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. No, yeah. He's a great guy, man. So what's up, Mike? I just saw your, your comment as well. Yeah, dude. It sounds like you're taking advantage of your opportunity and you're very smart in how you're going about it. You know, you're not just saying, Hey, look, this is me. And this is what I can do. You're saying, Hey, look, this is me and I can do whatever you need. Just tell me. Yeah, that's the so. best way to go. Right. Let's just keep going with the athletic questions in, and we'll get to some more kind of personal stuff and XFL stuff as we go. Um, let me see. Da, 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 da. So we did the biggest. Let's do this one. What's your biggest strength? Have we talked about this yet in terms of uh, playing? What What do you think as a player? You can have one, three. I, I really don't care. What do you think your biggest strengths are as an athlete? I would say um, my speed absolutely is number one. Um, versatility. Number two, and then um, three. I'm like I said, I'm a student of the game. Like I said, I, I'm always around football, so I kind of that's what kind of made me turn into I guess like not a good. I'm not gonna say I'm a good coach yet. Obviously, I haven't. I'm, I as the years go down, but just what kind of shaped me into like learning to be a good teacher. If you know, like I'm really good at I, just playing for a long time. I've, I've learned to. I know the game pretty well, so I, I'm really good at just like. Being able to like obviously read defenses, being able to learn to play but quickly, um, just stuff like that. I would say that's another strength that some people sometimes undervalue. I would say like someone knowing, like obviously quarterback, they always look to see how smart he is. But having a receiver that is smart or a running back that's, that knows the game too is pretty good. So I would say those are my three main ones. Obviously speed, just like that. My whole life I've been running, so that's that's big. And then versatility, like I said, I can play four positions: outdoor, four, they have four and outdoor. I play running back receiver kick return and a uh, punt return if you want to 
count outside of inside receivers, two different positions. I guess I played outside and at my first school and then I played slot from there on. So I can play gotcha. both inside. So if you want to count five, you can, but outside inside and then running back kickoff and then all the special teams. And then I can even just that I can just, I can play special teams too. Not just, I'm not just a returner. I can go, I went down on kickoff actually this year. A couple of times I made a couple of tackles. So I can do that too. So, um, yeah, those are the strengths I would say. Hey, good strengths, bro. I mean, they're all valued as an athlete. And like I said, when you get to the professional level, it's rare that you find guys like you just because everybody's so specific on what they're doing, whether it be snapping or catching or running. I mean, everybody's doing one thing. So very good you have that versatility. Sir, absolutely. Absolutely. What – if you had to ask your favorite coach to describe you, what would he say, man? Um, I'm trying to think of what he would say. I know I, I'm trying to word how he would say. Um, first of all, who is it? Let's let's say uh, who who you who who are we talking about here? So like, do I like what coach am I picking? Am I picking just any coach or any any you want, man? Any any you feel like talking about? I mean, no worries. I, I would say um, the first coach I would say is my like my childhood coach, uh, Eric Taylor. I call him coach. He's like my coach, my my childhood coach. Like since I've been playing, like, I've been. He's, he was my coach when I was, like, my first team I ever played for. And, like, he's not my coach now, obviously, because I'm older now. But um, that's, like, my, my day one coach. Like, I look at him more like an uncle, actually. It was just crazy. But um, he, I would say if we're saying him, he would probably describe me as like, a hard worker. Someone um, – team. I'm a team player. He would say I'm a team player. Someone who puts the team first, obviously, a student in the game and just, like, one thing that you can say about oh, me, you see nowadays, like everyone doesn't always love the game. I love, well, you well, just from talking to you, you know, like I love football. So like, that's one thing I would say is big. Uh, I love being around the game and anyway, obviously, hopefully he's playing, but anyway, I can like get back to the game. is like big for me. So that's why I would say he would describe me. Obviously, obviously the strengths, he would say I'm fast. He was acting catch, stuff like that. But um, more of like what he would describe me as, I would say that, those are probably things he would say. Absolutely. Definitely. In terms of your playing, I mean, I mean, how do you how do you play on the field? What would he say in terms of like, are you electric? Are you shifty? Are you you violent? I mean, what what do you think? But how do people judge you on the field? I would say I'm I'm probably more electric than shifty. Obviously, as indoor taught me to be a little more shiftier because it's smaller space. Yep. But um, probably more electric. Just I, I like to use my speed. I don't like to really play around. Like even when I teach my kids, I teach them all to make one move and go. Teach them to just run. Like run by dudes, like I, I'm, I just like like that's that's how I, that that's how I play though. So like everybody's different. Like I that's just how I've always played. Like I've always been like a one cut, even when return. Like you see my returns, you don't see many of my returns where I'm making a bunch of guys miss. I'm just trying to find the lane to outrun people. So that's really my biggest thing, and just using my speed. That's that's big thing. I'm real quiet on the field too. I don't really talk a lot. So um, it's another thing. I, I kind of just stay to myself on the field. Obviously, I show emotion. But, like, I'm just not the real big, uh, like, rah-rah yelling and touching. I, I every once in a while, if I'm playing a guy I know, I'll, I'll talk to him a little bit. Like, a, a couple guys this year I played against that I played in high school or college with, and I want to feel like I'm, like, on defense, especially when I'm going against him. Maybe I'll say a couple words to him during the, like during the play or after the play. But that's about it. I don't really say too much when I'm on the field. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm the opposite off the field. So, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, you know, you know, like I do, every athlete has their on-field person persona and then they're off field. Yeah, definitely. It, it is yeah. what it is. It's just like going to work. You, you know, you're not going to be your full self. You're going to be what you need to be to be the best at your job. Exactly. So. exactly. Understood there. Uh, let's ask this one. What do you think is the greatest challenge for most athletes today? And man, and honestly, this is whatever you think. It, it, it can be, you know, minority athletes. I mean, I mean, whatever you whatever you feel like it, it's the challenge of, of most. I would say the biggest challenge. I'm going to keep it broad so I can kind of like explain it more. Um, getting over the hump, I would say, is probably like the biggest challenge. I think all athletes, whether you're already in the league in the NFL or you're a free agent, the reason why I say getting over the hump is because everybody's getting over the hump or getting through that breaking point is different. Like in the NFL, it might be getting that max contract you want, you know, or going, making all protein or whatever for a free agent it might be getting signed their first contract, you know, for somebody like me is like going up to the next step, getting back outdoors. So like, I feel like that's probably the biggest challenge because that, that's every athlete, like every single athlete has, every athlete has that point. Everybody, like I said, everybody's um, breaking point is different or getting, getting through that, getting through that, getting over the hump is different for everybody. So um, that's what I probably said the biggest challenge is because for everybody's different for me personally, like I said, for me, it's, Getting to that next step, getting to gotcha. getting to that next step to get to obviously the ultimate goal. So, like I said, somebody's already at the ultimate goal. Obviously, maybe a practice squad guy trying to become a active roster guy or active roster guy trying to become trying to make more money or trying to become all pro. You know, so yep. it's different for everybody. I would say for me, that's that that's probably the biggest challenge that athletes are having because at the end of the day, we're all playing the same sport. But everyone has different, you know, everyone's trying to get to a different point. I think everyone, everyone for the most point has the same goals. Everyone wants to go to the NFL, but like I'm saying, like that's real broad. Like everyone wants to play pro. I'll say that. Um, so everyone's goals are different when it comes to that. Everyone has a different breaking point. And I think the hardest thing is staying consistent within that. Like it's crazy. What I've learned is like advice that I would give to someone like going through what I'm going through is like when when you're ready to give up is probably when it's about to like happen, you know, like as soon as you're ready to like, all right, this isn't working anymore. is like probably when it's everything's about to like, when you're about to get over that hump, you know? So that's why I always use the get over the hump because you know how it is. Like once you're going up that hill and it's taking forever to get up there and then like, you get to the top, you just go right down. It's perfect. It's like you get to the top, but like getting there is tough, you know? So, and that's just not even football. That's just life. So I would say um, that's probably the biggest challenge that all athletes face even the ones you see on tv the ones you don't see the ones that are free agents everybody goes to that every and there's not one athlete that today they they don't have like a something they're trying to get over to next you know so yep yeah very very real answer there i appreciate that even the explanation i mean it, that can apply to life for football but yeah it, it's for you you have a I'm sure you hold yourself at a high regard and high standard just because of, of what you're dealing with. I mean, you, I'm sure that you are close to a perfectionist as you can be. And and I know that one hump in the road for me is, is not, you know, it's something simple, but you're not getting that call. You're not getting that chance to that tryout. That's a big, big crushing thing for you as an athlete. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I appreciate that answer and I can definitely see how that, 
would would make it hard. I mean, first couple times cool, but after four or five times of, of somewhat failure, and you know, you're you're on the fence about it. I'm putting in all this work. I'm spending all this money. Is it worth it? So, you could definitely see how where you're coming from on that that answer, man. Yes, sir. Since we're talking about that, what's your thoughts on like the XFL or the IFL or what, what's what's your thoughts on those leagues that give players the opportunity to get more experience, get more game film, uh, just just get their name out more? Uh, I think it's great. Obviously, it's just a chance for players that aren't at where they want to be at to develop and get more get more reps and then obviously still make a living out of it. Cause at the end of the day, obviously we're all trying to take care of our families and take care of our loved ones. So I would say, um, it's like, a, it's like, it's like, it works both ways. It's perfect because I was, like I said, you get to work, you get to do what you love and you also get to kind of take care of the families and, and make some money while doing it, which I think is great. And like I said, the biggest thing is development. Like without, without, without these leagues, um, I just don't know how you could get reps, like live reps, you know, or get get opportunities to get seen still. So I think these leagues, like I hope they stay around for a long time because these leagues are helping out so many, many guys. Obviously, they're only two, three years in, but they stick around. It's, it's, that's good because it's helping players just develop. Like you see in these other, other pro sports, they have a bunch of leagues that have been around for a while, and you see it, it works. So I'm glad that. The NFL, or not even NFL, football as a whole, the football world is seeing that that we need these secondary leagues to help guys get to that first league. And also, some guys stay in secondary leagues and never make it to the NFL, but they need to get to make a living and, to, like I said, take care of their families, make make good money playing. Obviously, it's not the top level, it's not the millions, but you're able to to make money and make, have a salary job where you're making money playing the thing you love. So I would say it's it, it works, I think. Whatever reason you're going into the XFL or USFL or CFL, like it's usually a good reason because it gives you a chance to obviously at the end of the day do what you love. So, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My testaments are the same, and people don't like it when I use the term developmental, but I think it applies greatly for the XFL, just because it's developmental, but it's still professional. I mean, it's yeah. not a it's not a, a second class experience, whether you're a fan or player or coach. Um, and, and that's kind of the reputation it's got just for no reason. People don't really, you know, pay attention. I think as time goes and the respect comes from the NFL, it'll, it'll definitely go and grow and bigger in size. But yeah, I think it's great. They give you all the opportunity. And like, like I said, most of the guys I've talked to, they really express the need for game film. And they said they, you know, they didn't have that on tape to show scouts or whoever they're trying to get on the team with to, hey, I can play. So that it really right. gave them some game film on primetime TV. Exactly. Exactly. That's like that's the biggest. That's like you said right there. That's 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 hitting it right now. Getting that that film you want on primetime TV, you know, it's probably scouts of the games. That's like that's what every that's what every guy that didn't get that in college is asking for. Literally. So. Yes, sir. Agreed with you on that. <clears throat> so let's just go ahead and keep talking about the XFL. I had a couple more questions for you, but you kind of really you, you hit them already already talking. So I don't want to, you know, keep being redundant with what we're doing. So this will be our final question, Charles. What do you bring to professional league like the XFL or even the NFL? Um, like I would say, 
kind of similar to the strength, just someone who's going to work hard. Um, obviously, I'm a team player at the end of the day. I'm going to do his best for the team to win. But like I said, I, I can play multiple positions. So I'm versatile to where the point where you can use me in multiple positions. You can put me at running back. You can put me outside. You can put me inside receiver. I can return kicks. I can return punts. Um, I can run down on kickoff. I can run down on punt. Like, there's just so many different things I can do. It's like if I'm just in that situation or opportunity to, to get a chance, like it's, it's not like I'm not coming in and just do one thing. I can do so many different things. That could save you so many, I guess, a roster spots. So that's the biggest thing I would say I would bring. Obviously, I'm a good player on and off the field. I'm a good guy in the locker room. Uh, guys like to be around me. So um, I think for me, it's like a, it's kind of like easy pitch, you know. Uh, I don't see see any any uh, cons to bringing me in the locker room or bringing me onto a team with like it's just an opportunity for me to show what I can do. Especially like I said, I can do so many different things and. I'm gonna be a guy that's gonna be well liked on and off the field by the coaches and the players. Not just not just not just the players, the coaches as well. So I would say that's my biggest that's the biggest thing I bring. Um just an overall all around good person, good player in person. So yeah. And we all need good people, whether it be in football or life, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the I'm I'm glad that we talked today, man, because honestly, I didn't know you were as versatile as you were until this conversation. You know, after looking at your background over the past couple of days and then talking to you, I can see that you're prepared. And like, like I've talked to a few guys and I know no matter what you end up doing, whether it be IFL, NFL, XFL, whatever, you're going to be successful in what you're going to do and or you're going to fail trying. So, I mean, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Good luck. Good luck to you, man, in your future. Appreciate and, uh, I hope this gets you some eyes to get you out a little bit more. I want to ask before we hop off, do you have any kind of future plans and goals in mind right now? I mean, what, what, what are you working on? And kind of, I mean, I know we kind of already discussed it, but have to yeah. ask. Um, right now I'm trying to get back on the field. If not, like I said, this season, well, everybody's kind of done right now, but just trying to get in front of some coaches, some scouts. And then, um, the plan is obviously to be signed by, I guess, New Year's. Around my birthday when I turn 26, so that's the goal to be on the news to see where I'm going. If if not Frisco somewhere else, like I said, worst case scenario, I go back to Frisco and play a game. Like I said, I love it there. Um, other plans, um, I'm still coaching, so I'm still doing that. So right now I'm I'm kind of right revolving around that and just getting like obviously um, find another opportunity. Uh, that's about it, really. Um, that's really like I said, two main things I'm doing right now. I'm just trying to build my brand with coaching and uh, personal training for football, and then obviously staying in shape and staying ready because, like you said, it can come at any time. So just trying to be ready for when it does come. So those are my two probably future things, obviously. Maybe take a little trip just to get away from football for a couple of days. Maybe I'm going to go home for Thanksgiving, so I'll probably be in Philly uh, in a couple of months. But uh, other than that, just the same old, same old, just training and coaching kids, just those two things. And just waiting for that call. Yeah, that's, that's really it right now. Man, uh, I, I'm excited to see where you land, brother. I could definitely see you fitting in in, in an XFL team, and, and you'd be a killer on them kickoffs, on kickoff returns. I mean, I, I could see it now. So, Appreciate that. I, I hope I do get to see you in, in some different colors next year, man. But regardless, we'll be watching you uh, wherever you do end up. Appreciate you having me on as well. Thank you.
Hey, thanks for coming, brother. Anytime, you're welcome. That's what I tell the guys. I mean, if you have some updates, you want to talk about some news, just let me know. We'll get you on again, discuss some things. Um, you know, it's like if you get signed on somewhere, I mean, I definitely want to know and stay updated with you and just keep up with you. You're, you're a hell of an athlete, so I think wherever you do, man, like I said, it, it, it's nice watching you. Appreciate that. I'll definitely, most definitely keep you updated on everything. Like I said, thank you. Anyway, once again, thank you for having me on as well. Yes, sir. Before I hop off, or, or you hop off first, <laughs> what uh, is there anything you want to mention, and what social channels do you have that you might want people to follow? Um, so I have uh, Instagram, Twitter. That's the two main ones, I think. Yeah, Instagram and Twitter are the two main ones I use, yeah. Um, that's really about it. Uh, I use, obviously, my Instagram is uh, Charles Eaton 3 and then my Twitter's below. Um that's the biggest thing. Um, if anyone's seeing this that that uh, has kids in the Dallas area, Dallas Fort Worth area, because I, I train all over. Um, and wants their kids to come work for me, they could do that. And then obviously, like I said, I'm just um, hopefully someone sees this that that can help. Like I said, just keep pushing through. And um, like I said, once you get to that point where you don't want to go anymore, like that's when it's about to break through. So I would say that's my biggest things. That's all I really got. Yes, sir. I will share all your links in the notes of the show. So it'll be easy clickable for everyone. Um, so I'll make sure to include your Instagram as well. And, and like I said, anything else, do you have a YouTube channel for with highlights or anything? I, do. Um, I think my YouTube is Charles Heaton too as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like yeah. I said, I'll, I'll research it and I'll have it in the notes either way, man. So no worries. Uh, thank you for coming on tonight, Charles. Uh, great athlete man i look forward to seeing where you end up it's it, it's 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 always a pleasure to talk to someone like yourself and you're you're humble and you have the skill to back the humbleness up so good thank luck you. my friend thank you appreciate you yes sir have a good night and we will see you when we see you brother yes sir talk, take care yes sir all right charles heaton the third y'all check him out Great athlete. Uh, XFL Newsroom with James Larson had a, a, a road-up interview with him, and it, it's pretty good as well. It's it's more detailed in terms of certain things. So definitely check that out. I'll share that in the notes as well. Uh, this guy's an athlete. He, he's definitely a stud. So I, I could really see him on an XFL team next year. And if not, he's going to be somewhere for sure. Um trying to think the 19th we got jersey the king coming on we'll talk about some xfl stuff then um he's in vegas so he's got some he's got some good stuff to talk about regarding the vegas move and and all that uh we'll see what kind of updates happen between here and now regarding xfl but really not much going in terms of xfl news and updates the rock was on an interview today <clears throat> with pat mcafee uh, but they had a very 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 short conversation regarding the xfl uh, they did mention it, so that was good. Anyway, guys, that's about it for me. As always, I want to say thanks to the XFL and XFLboard.com. Appreciate you both greatly. Um, trying to get the details on the combine for the 7th. Going to try to attend if possible. Not sure yet, so we'll see. If I do do that, I'll bring you guys some good stuff back in terms of videos, interviews, whatever I can do. Um. Trying to think if there's anything else. Should be good on my end. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I will see you in just a few days with Jersey. Same time, 7.30 p.m. Central. 
8 30 p.m eastern check me out our days have switched up a little bit due to nfl scheduling so so definitely check that out um, as well i think i'm going to try to do tuesday friday and saturdays for recording days we'll see what happens either way i'm kind of loose with it uh thank you guys again for watching thank you for following in the meantime if you or anyone you know was interested in in anything xfl let me know we'll see what we can do appreciate it again have a good night been a pleasure gotta hit the video first <laughs>